Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week we are doing Regulate, the self-titled album from the band Regulate from 2022. Oh yeah. So let's get into it. Alright guys, we're here, we're doing Regulate, the self-titled from Regulate uh, from 2022. Uh, let's start with you, Kev. I've got some fun facts coming up, but I kind of want to just get your kind of general ideas. Like when, when I gave you this album, I knew you didn't know a whole lot about Regulate, but what were your kind of preconceived notions going in, I guess? I mean, I knew nothing about them. Um... When I saw the album cover, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be pop punk. Uh, especially coming off of like a lot of the stuff you put on the night drive list. I was like, okay, Dill's kind of in a, like a punky, like, I don't know, that kind of mood. <laughs> um, but when I turned it on, I was blown away. Like it was nothing from what I, about what I expected. And I was listening, I listened to it for on the first time on my way up to Canton to go to the pro football hall of fame the other day with Ben. And we were both like super shocked by it. So I can't wait to talk about it and uh, get into it because it was not at all what I expected. Yeah, I, I think you you could sense that. And I, I was very close to picking a different album that had a completely different mood. But I'd been listening to this since it was released. And I've been listening to some of the singles. Um, the drummer for the band Regulate has the same drummer as No Pressure, which is the the story so far side project. And so I started following um, Harry Corgan, who goes by HC Drummer on Instagram. Started following him on Instagram just because I wanted to know when No Pressure merch was coming out. You know, you it, it, once you like start following artists, you get, I think, a better idea of what's going on than you would like following a band's Instagram. I don't know if you feel that way. Um, yeah. But I was surprised to find that he had like a hardcore band and it's like a straight edge hardcore band. And I was like, you know, I'll listen, I'll listen. And a lot of it, I, I didn't give it a, a fair shake. Like the, the, the first album that I'm going to talk about in a second, but I think I thought it was going to be a lot more political than it was. And I think it's just, you know, it's passionate. And I, that is one thing that um you can say about regulate is that he says it with his fucking chest, you know, everything he says, he says with conviction and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, this album that we're going to talk about today was released on September 30th, 2022. So what, I mean, by the time the listeners are listening, it's about two and a half months old. Um, but you know, relatively close, this is a time of year where good albums start coming out. So this is when I get excited about talking about albums. Uh, this is one that I kind of had in mind when, uh, you and I were kind of throwing around ideas, what we wanted to do closer to the end of the year. So this is one I was really excited to talk about. Um, this is their sophomore album, and their first full length was called And the Promise of Another Tomorrow from 2018. Uh, they formed in 2013, so they've been playing for about 10 years now, uh, and they are straight-edge hardcore from New York, which uh, hardcore and New York are almost synonymous. You know, there's all, so many huge bands from up there, and um, I've done a lot of research this week, so I'm going to have way more info just because hardcore is something I'm interested in and we've covered one artist and we did like a five song EP, but that's like my basis of knowledge. So I, I tried to really educate myself because I know um, the lead singer, Sebastian is a hardcore fanatic. He doesn't just want his band to get big. He wants the genre of hardcore to get big, which I think is really respectable um, because it does get kind of pigeon held. Hardcore is put in this box of like, it's loud, it's fast it's straight edge. It's all these things, and it can be so much more. And I think this album shows that. Um, 
they recently were signed to Flat Spot Records prior to the album release, which I thought was really cool. They've finally got some a, a record label to back them, but not like a super huge one. So, um, yeah. So I just had a quote, and then we can get into our opening thoughts, which I think you kind of already touched on yours. Um, the lead singer, Sebastian Paba, says, Hardcore, as we all know, is an aggressive art. It's a male-dominated art form. There's a lot of aggression that comes with being a guy, and vulnerability is something that's looked down on. And I think some men grow up feeling like the only way they can show emotion is through aggression and anger. The song, Why Can't We, is just a reminder to myself, as it is to others, to just go off. Uh, when I was younger, I was super aggressive and kind of a violent person, and I don't know if I liked I liked it, but I do know at the time it felt right. But also, this shit is scary. It's tumultuous, especially with the band. It's interesting where we are now because the reputation that has preceded us is kind of the opposite of what we are, and I'm glad to get away from that reputation. But at the same time, we don't forget. You need reminders of who you were yesterday to be a better tomorrow. I thought that was very insightful going into this album because it is aggressive, but also I think a lot more thoughtful than hardcore and aggressive music can be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's cool to hear that kind of fresh perspective on a very aggressive uh, form of music. It, it's, it's not my favorite typically. Um, I think this, this album may have changed my mind a little bit. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's 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 cool to hear from someone who's obviously very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, did you already cover all your opening thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah, I covered mine pretty okay. much. Uh, basically, I didn't know anything about it, and I was very surprised to hear that when I listened to it. I was like, oh, shit, this is hardcore. Um, and then I got really into it, and I was very shocked by it. I used to make the mistake of telling you what the what i thought the artist was before we'd listen to it so before i would be like hey here's jack's mannequin they sound like an emo ben's ben folds five and so i've been trying when i show you albums now to just like sh send it to you and tell you nothing that way there's no preconceived notions there's no like um i don't know my descriptions are always awful anyway, so I'll just like let the <laughs> let the artists do the talking for themselves. They they don't need sure. me. Um, we're already doing an episode on it, so you know, that's just I'm growing, man. I'm growing. Um, let's get into track one. I'll let you start. Uh, sure. So track one in the moment. Um, it's not at all what I expected. I already kind of talked about that. It's hardcore, sure, but it's it's far more listenable than anything else I've come across in the genre before. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a melody, there's some very melodic element to all of these songs uh, that I really, really enjoy. Uh, and I surprisingly really like the cleans. I really like the clean vocals in the, in this entire album, but especially this song, uh, it keeps it from being too inaccessible. I think that really helps the, uh, the listenability of, of this entire album. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a there's a nice little like late stage new metal power breakdown towards the uh, the end. Uh, it, it's just a powerhouse of a first track. Like, I'm not gonna have a whole lot to say because these are all like two minute tra long tracks. It's a 10, 10 song twenty five minute album. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But it, like the first time I listened to it, I, I was like, oh shit, it's over. I wanted more. <laughs> I was like, I want more uh, because you can't tell because a lot of these tracks kind of blend into each other too, so you feel like it's one regular size track when it's really two. So, um, but yeah, no, a uh, great opener really kind of, is, I think it's a good tone establisher too, where um, you know what you're going to get here. You're going to get hardcore, but it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. And I think I had a little bit of knowledge of, of regulate before this. So when that chorus came in and there was singing, I was like, Whoa, what did they add a singer? No, it's it's Sebastian. He can scream, and he has a great singing voice. I think it's a really, it's very reminiscent of like Turnstile and a lot of great hardcore bands that kind of break out of hardcore. And um, yeah, I think you said it best. It's just a banger right out the gate. Um, it it's kind of what I expected from a hardcore band, but that you know that energetic charge that you really want and. He's got a great scream. It almost reminds me of Ollie from Bring Me the Horizon. But yeah, that the singing really caught me off guard. And it's just a great first track. 
um, I wrote the same thing as you. Like the breakdown at two thirteen makes you want to like get in a pit. It makes you want to mosh, and I think that's what these guys are all about. Is like they look at moshing as like an interpretive dance almost like you get out there and like (laughs) you, you got your own moves. You go out there and like you're throwing down and just like, you're not going to throw your fist through a drywall. You're going to fucking go out there and like get your frustration out through swinging your arms and legs. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I have a couple things about the lyrics. So the, since these tracks were kind of short, I tried to, write some things down about each song and their lyrics. Um, for this song, the lyrics seem to be chasing, like tackling, like chasing fame, whether that's on the internet or band fame, it's better just to appreciate what's in front of you. And I think that kind of spoke to me about this podcast too. Like sometimes I think we get like a little, like, I wish we could reach more. I wish we could do more. I wish like we had a bigger following, but the, it that can't take away from the appreciation that you have for what, what we do have and it is a special thing and i think having that like having that frame of mind in your second album is so huge you know that's it was a really cool way to look at something yeah it's cool like you you can you know because it's i don't want to say they're lowering or lowering expectations in the hopes they get surprised but that's kind of what it is it's like let's enjoy what we have and it's kind of exactly how I feel about this podcast. Like I would love for it to blow up and for me to be able to do this for a living, uh, especially since I'm currently unemployed. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, this is a, it's a cool thing to kind of have something special and that you enjoy doing. So it's cool that they have that, like you said, that uh, perspective on it this early, or I guess it's not super early in their career, but it's their second album. So yeah, a lot of uh, hardcore bands just throw out a lot of EPs. So full lengths are, you know, few and far between. So yeah, there's yeah. if you call if you call twenty five minutes full length, sure. <laughs> yeah, they could fit it on one side of, of a vinyl, but you know, it still counts. It's ten songs. Um there's a lyric that says there's something to be said about the difference between us. You look for photo ops, we make sure the days don't stop. We live to feel and you exist to be seen. You push a narrative that skews what it all means. And I was like, damn, what a wordsmith. Every single song, <laughs> there's a lyric that I'm like, man, this dude. And um, yeah, I, I watched a couple interviews and he said that they really took their time with this album and had fun making it because it was a lot of it was during COVID. And, you know, the only time they saw people was writing this album and going and recording this album. So I think that is where we are finding a lot of great albums is like that COVID burst that we were talking about a few years ago yeah man it's uh it's something special for sure mm-hmm. uh just because people had unlimited amounts of time to just be creative there was no pressure to <laughs> tour or do any of that shit so yeah it's, it's made a lot of great great music and even subgenres and stuff so um track two the crime this song feels angrier than the last one now, I don't know how you feel about that, but instead of the singing chorus, we get this like cool spoken word so that like it kind of felt like maybe last song was a little like, hey, this is where we are heading. But this one is like we still got that edge. And I really like the like it almost feels like a he's reading a speech right before they like go on a rally or something like he's rallying the troops. Um, and it's one of two songs that really should showing support for those who have been wrongly killed and mistreated, especially like people of color. And that's kind of a theme throughout this album because the lead singer Sebastian is a, a person of color. And I love the representation on this album. Yeah. It's uh like you said, it's a straight up hardcore track right from the jump. And, uh, but it's still the best version of hardcore that I've heard. Like in my very limited scope of what I have of the, the genre or subgenre, whatever the fuck you want to call it um but yeah and that holds true until about the halfway point when it turns into just a straight metal shredder like it's it's just it's heavy it's down in the muck um but then it turns into speed metal right at the end like for the last 20 seconds or so and it's 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 wild to get like this insane song structure and they do it throughout every song in the album but it's really addicting because it happens seamlessly it's like all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, I guess we're here now. It's, it's, uh, 
it's I love when bands can just switch genre on you. Right, it's one of the main things I love about metal too. Is like they always switch up in the middle of a song. Like you're never going to get this. You're typically not going to get the same speed <laughs> in a lot of metal and hardcore, um, unless it's like a doom metal band, and then you know exactly what you're going to get. It's going to be, you know, twelve minute songs of just slow bobbing your head. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I think this is, uh, again, the the crime is a great track just because it starts, you start to see their ability to seamlessly stitch things together. Three different genres. There's, there's more genres than there are minutes in the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When when they took that, it was already like faster paced than the last song, but I I think I wrote down the timestamp 133. They like almost, it's like you accidentally hit like one and a half speed on the song. And like mm-hmm. they crank up the heat, and then like the last twenty seconds, it's even faster, and like the drums are going, and you know that was the first time the drums really stood out. But his screams and the drums really stand out in this track. Yeah, it's cool because like speed metal, thrash metal, and hardcore, I feel, are all very very similar. Um, they all come from the same place of let's play loud and fast. Um, they all sound a slightly different. Like speed metal is different from thrash metal, which is different from hardcore. Um, but they're all kind of in that same vein. So you can seamlessly switch in between them and, uh, make it sound, make something, the sound completely different, which, which I always respect. So, mm-hmm. um, track three, why can't we, why can't we do? We're going to answer that right now because we, <laughs> why, why? because we can, that's the whole damn message. Oh, what is that? Uh, it's a, what is it in that movie called? Like the, the gun or something like that. It's got Brad Pitt in it. And he looks at one of the guys. He's like, are you a Mexican or a Mexican? It's, I forget what the fuck the name of the movie is. It's something like the the Mexican gun or something. I don't know. It's funny. And I always, whenever somebody says, uh, you know, can you or can you not? I always think of that line. Anyway, um, <laughs> the sustained outro from the last track uh, runs straight into this track. And it makes it feel very, very much like a live performance. And I think from, again, from my very limited scope, I think that's what a lot of hardcore bands try to capture in studio. Like we want, they want their live energy to be captured. Um, And that's probably why they do a lot of EPs is because it's probably easier to do that way. Um, But it's really cool. I like having that live energy on a studio track, a studio album. Um, The instrumentals on this are just 2000s guar. Yeah. Like it's a hundred percent just 2000s, smoot era guar it, it, it's fucking awesome and we yeah, like we all know how much i love that sound like i'm still listening like you said the other day like i still listen to guar all the time even though i just spent two months listening to them not too long ago um it's just powerful and like perfectly synced with the drums like to me like the drums don't necessarily stand out on this album outside of the fact that they're just perfectly synced with the rest of the band and anytime you can do that it just it's like a fucking sledgehammer to your chest with every note and i love it um but yeah i i I think this is just like a really good uh smoot era guar track (laughs) and uh i love it yeah the i think track this is track three so you know we get another just a little something different um but we get one of my favorite lyrics from this album i'm not weak because i care um fuck yeah you know, like a hardcore song where it's obvious that the lead singer has gone to therapy. This might be the first time ever. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I love the message of this song. You know, it is very positive of like, you don't have to be anything but yourself. And I think that's something you get as you get a little bit older. You know, he, he talked in that opening quote that I had that, you know, you're angry when you're young. That's like you're trying to do self-discovery and like you're like trying to make yourself fit into this puzzle piece that maybe doesn't fit. And there's like a peace and a relief when you find out who you are and what your passions are and what, and like, once you stop trying to like, I don't want to use the word rat race, but like, once you get off that, like, I'm not trying to be anyone else. I'm being me. There's so much, so much like self-discovery and like, it's just such a cool feeling. And to have a song that kind of like, praises that and it's like dig deeper man he asks a lot of rhetorical questions on purpose like if you read along to these lyrics you're like 
why can't we? You know, like, why do we have to put ourselves in these boxes, especially, you know, he's speaking to men mostly in this song, but it's true. Like, you are what you are. So I thought it was a great message. Um, the song sonically reminds me of the recently Grammy-nominated Turnstile, uh, which I would love to cover that album, but it's just so highly praised that I don't think we would add <laughs> add or subtract anything to that. Um, Might be good for the SEO, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that new metal sound that we love is just making – I feel like it's making a comeback. There's Yeah, for sure. We lo- I love seeing TikToks with like old new metal and maybe – not all the Limp Biscuit, but a lot of the cool Limp Biscuit sounds. Um, there are some like really evident sounds, like the like weird little background sounds in the song. It's like, yeah, ow, and then like, like the the fast drumming, and they're like just like the random guitar, and there's weird sound effects, and he hits a come on, that was very <laughs> new metal. I was like, man, I love this. So overall, it's like, you know new metal that decided that they were going to be better human beings and not (laughs) (laughs) not naming their albums uh chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly yeah Um, not naming your ass not naming your album i'm coming your asshole (laughs) (laughs) um track number four hair uh this is the whole reason we're doing this album this song right here uh i think it's been my song of the show maybe once or twice probably three or four times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it really just changes the entire tone of this album, I think. it's It's been deep, but it's been aggressive. And this song just like changes everything. This It changes the whole sonic bed. Um, and I knew Kevin was kind of lukewarm at best. So when this song came on, when I was listening through the album, I was like, this might be something that like, Kevin could get into you know like I was thinking with of you in mind like is this something you could actually do 10 songs of because Highway Sniper went over like a a lead balloon so um (laughs) yeah this song is just like so different you know this isn't just going to be an album of 10 songs where he's screaming you know this song is completely different there's no screaming and it kind of has like a smooth criminal guitar that uh I hear and it's just thoughtful well constructed and i love this as a track four um and not only is it like sonically vulnerable because a hardcore band making a song like this you can imagine a lot of the 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 hyper masculine men being like boo regulate sold out but being a rock anthem with cowbells and the the lyrics tackle like identity and being openly yourself like that's perfect like he he's like you know what? If I want to make a fucking rock song, I'm going to make a rock song and I'm going to make it sound like a rock song and I'm going to talk about it. Talk about like being myself. Um, and, you know, whether that's being on the Internet or on the or the band, um, just quitting the charade and being the idyllic version of yourself is just it's uh, it's a great message. Um, I liberate my parts that they call ugly is one of the lines that really stuck out. Oh yeah, that's a. Uh, I like that whole. Ma- <clears throat> again, I didn't really. I didn't listen. To, I didn't look at the lyrics because, again, that's <laughs> it's not typically my bag. Yeah. But I like that. I like that. Um, everything you're talking about with the, the lyrical content because <clears throat> genres don't grow unless somebody takes a risk. You know, it's uh, th- these these people that get stuck in like. It, it's very prevalent in the metal community too. It's like people only listen to the big four and it's like nothing else besides that is metal. It's like, no, like the genres left you behind. Like you want to listen to the same old shit. You think the songs just because it's in a genre, the lyrics have to say a certain thing or it has to sound a certain way. Like, no fucking grow up and, you know, listen to something new, take a chance, you know, experience something new. And I always get, it always annoys me when like, <clears throat> especially like a newer genre when somebody tries to branch out and like the people gatekeep the sound. It's like, no, like people are allowed to experiment within the sound and, and do what they want to do with it, interpret it different ways. So um, I think that's dope that they're kind of taking the, they're going out on a limb and kind of challenging the status quo of their own chosen genre. So, um, but yeah, into the song, like uh, the fucking bass intro, fucking 
gets my 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 giblets going every time. I don't know what that fucking means. I couldn't think of a good. I'm with uh, you. uh but yeah whatever the fuck that means it it, it, that's what it does uh it's a perfect time for a track like this it's a rhythm centric palette cleanser that coheed and cambria would be jealous of like this is like obviously it's not the same vocal style but you know you take these instrumentals put the that big goofy fat guy's vocals on top of them and this is a coheed track all day and i think that's sick um especially because their new album's so good I, you know whatever i'm not gonna talk about coheed i talk about them too much um but yeah we get a we get a wow which i'm sure you're a huge fan of <laughs> yeah fuck yeah <laughs> i spelled it w-a-o-w so i remembered how to say it <laughs> it wasn't a whoa it wasn't a wow it was a wow it was almost um, like a, a guitar sound yeah kind of yeah like a bending string kind of mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's a sick track. It's simple and it's perfectly paced and placed in this album. And uh, especially on a 10 song, you know, 25 minute album, like you, the putting a palette cleanser at number four is a great idea. And I think they, the album construction is is impeccable in this album. So uh, yeah, I th- this is definitely our longest song too. I mean, and this song's over four minutes long on a 25 yeah. minute track. It takes up <laughs> a, f- a sixth of the album in one track. <laughs> yeah um yeah i love the fact that like they took their time with the song too like there's a lot of space like there's an instrumental break at 225 and i think taking their time on this song was intentional like we get a guitar solo like when do you get a guitar solo in a a hardcore song yeah i mean probably never not that i know anything about it but yeah me either um you want to just jump into track five yeah, track five, Ugata, I think is how you say that. Um, and fuck's sake, this song kicks ass. It's the slow ambient building for like a minute, almost a little longer than that. And then it builds into like these soaring, powerful guitars and tribal drums. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't, this is not what I expected from this album, not even close. Um, and it's my favorite track on the album because, and it's just an instrumental. Um, it's just mind-blowingly good. And totally out of left field. And I think as we've established, like I, my favorite track on an album is usually the one that stands out the most um, for being, for breaking the mold of said album. And this one does that the most and it just kicks ass. Like to get this, like, again, like that ambient buildup out of nowhere. And it's like, Oh shit. Like I thought we just had our slower song, but then, you know, it kicks you right in the teeth um, to end, to end the song out. And it's just, I don't know. It's everything I love about, a good middle of the album track. Yeah, the, the I I did a lot of research trying to figure out what you gotta meant, and if Google is correct, which you know, hit or miss, it is a Kenyawandian song uh, word from Rwanda, meaning cut, which I don't know the context of that. There's no lyrics in the song, so we don't really know. I'd love to hear why this song's called "You Gotta" because it has like an like an African tribal sound to it. Um, but yeah, uh, from the limited exposure I have to Simple Tura, it kind of gave me that, like the the metal with the like, the pounding. Uh, what what drums are those? What what drum sound is that to make that sound? I have no idea, but I love it. It's the um, only time I've heard it is Simple Tura in this song. I'm so proud of you. Like you've referenced Simple Tura multiple times in the past few months. And it's like, oh proud papa moment for me yeah look at me (laughs) (laughs) look at me go i listen to things um but yeah dude it's a fucking killer instrumental track and it kind of gets that momentum back up like we showed a little bit of vulnerability and it's like maybe we just don't say anything this whole next track and we just fucking rock out you know um it's a banger the drums are the standout for sure and i think it's just because that african tribal sounding drum and i love how it bleeds into you and i um I think in the Discord, if you're a part of the Discord, I sent something late at night one night when I was listening to this, and I was like, track four, five, and six on this album are three of my favorite songs that I've ever I've ever heard concurrently. You know, I just love the way that these songs fit together, and it's definitely my favorite three song run of this year, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, you and I, it's a very obvious song about like indigenous people. And the awful way that they've been treated throughout U.S. history 
it's good to have angry songs have a message because this song turns up the anger to 11, which I love. You know, it's not yelling about being wronged by girls or, you know, all the stupid shit that you talk about when you're young. Like, this is taking a stand, and I feel like that makes the anger so much easier to buy into. Like, this is this is grown-up hardcore, kids, you know? Um, there's a really big moment where they say, our day will come, and it's kind of like a call to action for Native Americans. And I don't know if, if he is a Native American. I was, I was trying to look up his net ethnicity because it seems very leaning to Native Americans and to African. So I was very curious, and you can't really tell by his complexity, but um, I'd be interested to know. And it, it rounds out the three-run track of my lifetime. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Yeah, fair. If I have I to mean, take it back, I'll take it back someday. But right now, I mean it. Look, nobody can challenge you on what you say. It's your opinion. <laughs> like you said, it's my opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's back into the hardcore slash metal. And I'm perfectly, again, album construction, perfect. I'm the, the, I'm ready for the, the heaviness again. Uh, and it's mostly because of the we the, the energy we ended with in, in Ugata. It's like, okay, yeah, they build it up back up perfectly, and I'm, I was ready for this sonically again. And I was just like, fucking. At this point, I'm fucking punching my steering wheel because I'm like, fuck yeah, this, this album is fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just really fucking cool, like guitar and drum patterns throughout, and that is almost like a staple through for the last uh, four songs on this album where they start to get a little bit more math metal with it. And it's, um, there's a song later on where they do some really cool timing trick or like not timing tricks, but it sounds like they're doing a timing trick, but it's just being clever with math. And, and so, um, it's just the, the, these guys are, you're starting to see how super talented they are outside of just, uh, making good music. So yeah. And you know, the, the instrumental like kept this, thing rolling like a sherman tank over nazi germany like it's just like we're, we're fucking plowing through uh we're gonna take down tyranny in our wake and uh i just i don't know i'm i was again i was shocked by how much i was really into this album and disappointed by how short it was <laughs> uh, but yeah i fucking i, I love this track so um uh, i'm kind of with you this this last three run three track run was really fucking good and it, it, it i don't know if it sold me on the album because i think i liked every song every time i listened to it um but it, it's great i just you know i don't know i like when albums do weird shit so uh but yeah moving on track number seven in this life and the next uh this feels like if tool just decided to make 80s metal <laughs> it's it's got it's really weird and it's mainly just because of the vocals um but there's a this this track is an absolute must listen to with headphones uh, just because there's a lot of cool channel shifting going on where they'll place one like drums through like for a certain part drums through your left and the guitars through your right or they'll switch drums back and forth on the channels and again that just that just strengthens my my tool comparison because that's shit that they do and again it's it's something you won't notice unless you're listening to a really hi-fi system or you're listening to it on headphones and um i i appreciate that from from album tracks so much because that's something you can only only really do on an album and you can do it live but i mean you're not going to have the same effect as like getting the drum track here and getting a guitar track here and they're both isolated and just how that fucking creates a cool headspace i don't know um it almost makes really you like good. it makes you move your head like it like instinctually makes you like bob your head. That makes me like close my eyes and like roll my eyes back so I can just experience what's going on in the channel shifting. Um, I don't know. It just puts me in like a really cool, like, okay, these guys wanted me to be really listening. Like they wanted me to listen to this. And uh, so that's what I do. I close my eyes and I just kind of let it happen. And uh, it's really cool. I love when people do channel sh switching effectively like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, this I I, I found something where uh, the lead singer, Sebastian, wrote this about his grandfather, explaining, I actually wrote the song while my grandfather was still alive, but he passed away in between the time I wrote the lyrics and when we went back into the studio a few weeks later. 
and that's kind of what the song is about it's like you know it it's tough seeing you get older and you know you want to you want to be there for him in this life and the next and it's it's a really heartwarming song and uh there's a lyric that also struck me that said time is all we really have and somehow it's still the only thing we really lack and you know it's an eloquent way to put something that has been said a thousand times like life is short but this life's all we got you know like saying it that way you're like damn should i get that tattooed on my chest um (laughs) (laughs) but this is another track that sonically reminds me of turnstile like turnstile kind of took that like industrial metal and kind of made it blended that with hardcore and i think that is so attractive to a lot of people and myself included uh especially in the chorus with that like little slight distortion there's like layered vocals but there's like a tinge of sadness it's all just it's great yeah it's awesome it's not something they slop together over a weekend you can tell they they spent time with these songs and and mixing them and layering vocals like that i mean i even listened to an interview where he said you know it's the first time he's really sang on an album and so he's like usually you can get the screams in a couple takes like i'm in there singing all day and layering vocals and doing it in different octaves so that it sounds good and you know that's that's not something you really think about like when you're gonna make a a sonic change but that is a huge huge thing and it's noticeable when you do it right yeah i mean that's a good point too because if you know how to scream it's not super tonal a lot of the time so you can just do it and as long as you get like the the rhythm correct it's it's usually like all right cool we got it and it's just like like <laughs> if you can get if you, if you can get your false false vocal cords working, you can do you can scream any way you want, and you can do it at low volume, you can do it at high volume. Um, so they're not super hard to do once you understand how to do them. Um, but yeah, that's so that's a good point. Like that's probably why a lot of these hardcore bands can just slop shit together in a weekend and, and release it because you know they're playing hard and fast and the 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 vocal. I mean, it's it's hard to scream. Don't get me wrong. It's hard to learn how to do it correctly. But I think once you know how to do it correctly and not fucking destroy your vocal cords, like it's got to be a pretty easy track to lay down just because, again, there's not a whole lot of tonality to a lot of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So track eight work. Oh, yeah. The anger's back, baby. Um, fuck the millionaires. That's what the song's about. And I, I couldn't. Well, maybe not fuck the millionaires, but definitely fuck the billionaires. Um, yeah, eat the rich, baby. Eat the rich. Um, the spoken word about the American dream reminds me of 90s music so much, and I couldn't really pinpoint a song, but I think just like if you grew up in the 90s, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a really cool moment that shows that like he appreciates older music because that's what it instantly took me to. Um, I know you're not like a huge fan of spoken word, so I was like, mm, this might be where Kevin isn't a huge fan. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're the one that doesn't like spoken word. I don't hate it at all. Well, I remember <laughs> a certain Jack's Mannequin episode where you didn't like it. Well, you said I said you're clinging to uh, analysis of an album I didn't super like from two and a half years ago. <laughs> so well, it's I remember. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, just because I didn't like one spoken word thing in one track, you I have like, said oh. I. You have said I don't like spoken word multiple times. Yeah, but it has to be done right. I think is yeah, sure. It's I, I think anytime we we lay out a I will never like this. It's like well I like yeah. it if it's done right. Um, but yeah, it's the spoken word is almost needed in the song because it's really the only time the song lets up. And again, especially like with the world and inflation after COVID, like the anger makes sense. There's so much frustration that like we have as a country and, you know, they they try to be all inclusive and sell a dream. And really, it's just like becoming a dream of being the one percent. So it's kind of just saying, you know, the American dream is a fallacy. Fuck the billionaires. And, you know, I think a lot of people agree with that sentiment. Yeah, especially right now on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um the the quote that i liked the most was they're made of money but that's paper in the wind struggle makes you hard and we could topple all of them Mm -hmm. 
It's like fucking let's yeah, you said it, son. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um but yeah, you know, there's fucking chunky, chunky bass in this in this bed, and it stands out immediately. Uh and we're back to like late stage new metal here with it. It's, it's it reminds me very much of uh Mudvayne. Um and I think I told you that a little bit like maybe yesterday. Um but yeah, it's like ringing palm mute gallops, big bass, and super melodic heavy music. It's this is my wheelhouse. Like this is this is the shit I grew up listening to. And so yeah, I was obviously gonna love this track too. Uh I love the you stand no fucking chance into a into a breakdown with a fucking <laughs> it's fucking let's fucking go, dude. Yeah. Like it makes me want to see him live so bad. It's fucking awesome. I did not expect a blah in this fucking album and i got it and it's it's not again it's not what i expected and i love it and it's like i just was fucking i was like fuck yes let's go uh-huh. like there's so much my shit man and uh i think like bands are kind of like metal band more modern metal bands are kind of overdoing that blah because it's 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 become kind of a meme almost um but when it's done right it's fucking ugh it's fucking boner inducing every time dude it's it's when you have like nothing else you could possibly say like it's the most frustrating thing you can let out i think yeah yeah besides like maybe a fuck (laughs) you know i mean he got it out he got it out before the breakdown you stay with you stand no fucking chance fucking awesome dude oh god i love breakdown so much they give me life they really do (laughs) um but yeah, uh, so that that's all I got to say about that. Fucking, if a song's got a killer breakdown, I'm gonna like it. Mm-hmm. I have a whole playlist dedicated to breakdowns, and it's like 50, 60 songs long. <laughs> so, um, yeah, track number nine, "New York Hates You." Um, this guitar tone is very reminiscent of me to me of Fear Factory. Um, it's a that's a strange pull because I haven't listened to Fear Factory in probably since like two thousand nine. But um, there's like a remix of their song Edge Crusher, and the, this guitar tone really just reminds me of that. Um, anyway, but it's it's that industrial sound from like 2007 that's unmistakably from that time. It's that industrial metal that everybody was kind of going toward, kind of like a post-new metal era. Um, then the speed up out of nowhere into like just this, this, this is the timing signature I was talking about earlier. It sounds like it's a weird, it goes into like, some sort of weird timing signature, but it's really, it's just four, four. Like if you sit there and you count the beats, it's four, four still, but they're wrapping the guitar around in a super clever way to make it sound kind of off kilter, but it's not. And that's why it works. Like they're, they're just being very super clever with the way they're, when they're hitting the notes inside that four, four. Um, and when bands can do that, like remain melodic and make it sound way more intricate than it really is uh i mean mishuga's the, the masters at that like they're they're math they they are the god's fathers of math metal and that's why i love them because they can take something you know uh, they're they're doing more than a four four but this this is a four four just played super interestingly and um yeah it's really fucking cool yeah it's another neck breaker dude uh i'm assuming this is about a politician you know it's not a uh very subtle name for a song yeah but um the lyric it's always profit before people one of life's most common evils and you know that really resonates with pretty much everything that goes on in the world but when it's you know this band's from new york they're in the hardcore scene and you know they're activists and you know they're like super involved in things that are going on in the world it's always cool to hear like their take on what they feel about things um what politician they're talking about? I'm sure it's obvious to New Yorkers, but to me, I just didn't have a clue. And yeah, I think their their governor's pretty been pretty ill received in the last San- few years. DeSantis is that is it DeSantis? Maybe. Um, I should have looked it up, but you know, I'm a part time podcaster, full time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> full-time uh lazy person uh but yeah the delivery is very new metal here it it's almost i thought more late 90s new metal just like i don't know like the the slipknot we were listening to in new metal march from a few years ago but you know everyone here is a little bit different influence um 
that little moment. I mean, that's 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 insane. Same ballpark there. Yeah. Um, that little moment with uh, New York fucking hates you. That's a fucking headbanger. I don't know who we're talking about, but I fucking hate him too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so track ten, C O P. Um, yeah, I as a last track, I was kind of disappointed, and I think it's just because I we had experienced so much diversity in this album that like the last three tracks just kind of felt like we were on to something. And then the last three, three tracks were like, but here's the rest of the album, you know, like maybe that's just putting too much thought into it. But I just thought we were heading somewhere great and we had the chance to have like a really big finale or something. Um, and it's just not how I wanted to finish the album. I really like the song sonically, but that's just, you know, that's just my overall preference. Yeah, no, I'm just sad that it's over. Like, I can't, like, again, I was I was so shocked by the time we got to the end of this album that I just, I, I don't know, I was kind of gobsmacked by the shortness. Because like, I didn't look at the, the runtime before I just hit play. And I was like, okay, cool. Got about an hour left in my drive. I'll uh, I'll throw on this album. And it's like, nope, still got 40 minutes, 45 minutes left. Uh-huh. Um, or 35, I'm bad at math. Anyway, um <clears throat> not there's not a single the thing i love about this album is there's not a single song on this album that sounds the same um and it holds holds true here as well like the techniques are the same but it goes from like power hardcore to speed metal at the drop of a hat and then back down into something towards the end that's like quasi doomy um and then right at the very end for like the last 10 seconds we get a quick hit of gent just some really intricate like open string pattern work and I'm like, because why fucking not? Like, we've done everything else. Just throw another genre in there. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm kind of the same. This is kind of like a forgettable track. I, I'm i assuming this is P-O-C backwards and it's spelled in cop. So I'm sure there's some sort of imagery there that we're missing. Um, but yeah, great fucking track and uh, great fucking album. Yeah. Um, I'll start with my closing thoughts because I got another, another quote from Sebastian. Obviously, I did a lot of... Uh, reading of interviews and um, watching of interviews this week. But uh, he says, hardcore is such a young art form. We don't know what it's going to be like in 50 years, and that really excites me. A lot of the inventors of the genre are still around, and there's going to be a day when they're not. Once all the OGs are gone, how much staying power is there? And I think about that for myself, too. Like, I want to be here. I want to be there forever. You know what I mean? I guess in terms of the path that we're on as a band, I'm not sure. But I know we're entering a new era of the band, and along with that comes the new path, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think um, that's yeah, it's, it's everything a, we already talked about. So it's a great summation of you know just saying that you want you want to stay in this genre because it is such a fun, inclusive. It's a different kind of genre, man. It's just like the community is so tight and hardcore, and especially in New York and all those upper east states it's so huge up there and i think it's like politically involved and you know there's just so much cool about it so to not want to branch out you want to elevate you your band and the whole genre is really fucking cool and i think this album did that you know there's a lot of different tracks there's i've listened to a lot of hardcore music in the past year and this was by far the most wildly different and I think it's great for that. I love pretty much every song on this album. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Again, I've talked about it multiple times. I was very, very surprised by not only what this album genre-wise was what ended up being, but just how much I really liked all of it. Like, I listening to it again from my notes today. It's like, fuck, this album's really fucking good. Like, it, it might be in my heavy rotation going forward just because... Uh, I'm in a very specific mood. I talked about it earlier today on the Discord where, um, and with you yesterday, it's like it either needs to be like hyper clean electric or like uh, like electro or electronica, whatever the fuck you want to call it, or just fucking down in the muck metal. That's again, super clean, like modern metal, like listen to some Lorna Shore again today, this today. And like just 
I don't know. That's the mood I'm in. And if it's not that, I fucking hate it. So <laughs> that's just the mood I'm in right now. Uh, I've kind of, I softened a little bit once like songs of the show started coming in. I was like, oh yeah, this is good. Oh yeah, this is good too. Um, but yeah, that's just the mood I've been in since, uh, you know, I've had some crazy shit going on in my life. I just wanted to be angry, very angry or very happy is what I, is what I've been going yeah. for. Anything, anything in between is, uh, just not for me right now. So welcome, just, welcome, just welcome put, to my life. Yeah. Extremes only. <laughs> yeah. None of yeah, that middle usually, of the road shit. Yeah, I'm usually very level headed, but I have not been, um, at least musically, uh, in the last week or so. So Yeah, you know, that's awesome. what it is. I I I think I was just so excited to re listen to this that I I didn't give a whole lot of thought to what you were gonna think about this album. I knew you'd like some, but maybe not all. And it's probably the most glowing review we've given in a really long time. Yeah, for an album, for sure. I mean, from both of us, like, we both just really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a song either one of us disliked. Like, I don't know. Very cool. It, it's hard It's hard to reach that kind of consensus between two people um, on anything. So I would have yeah. never guessed it would have been this album. <laughs> or else I probably yeah. would have picked it six weeks ago. Um, <laughs> let's do songs of the show. I'm going to go first. Sure. Okay. Uh, my song on the show is Disease by Enrose. Um, she is the saxophonist that has been touring with uh, Bill Murray. She's featured on one of his songs. But uh, she she has her own music, which I think is really cool. A really cool music video. And this song is just sexy, man. It makes you want to go smoke in a bar and drink scotch and tell the bartender to heat up the piano because Papa's... Papa's about to go go to work. I don't know, man. About like to, about to go tickle the ivory. <laughs> Any of you know Beethoven? I'm about to go to work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's something so sensual about the song that I just love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I gave it a quick listen right before we started, and uh, really liked it. I like I love the Spotify animation that goes with it too. So um, yeah, really cool, slow, sexy track, like you said. Uh, my song of the show is. Changes in the House of Flies by the Deftones, or by Deftones, excuse me. I always say the Deftones, but it's just Deftones. Um, great, a great album. Uh, their their White Pony album, or great song from a great album. Their White Pony album is, for the longest time, it was widely regarded as their best. I disagree, but this song is incredible. If you've heard one Deftones song, it's probably this one. Uh, it's just really fucking good. It's heavy, but it's he doesn't scream at all during the song. Not really, anyway. Um, and I'm sure this was in a million horror movies around the time this came out. It came out in 2000, so I know this was in at least one or two horror movies. Um, yeah, it's just really fucking good. I love the Deftones. I'm going through a Deftones deep dive right now, and uh, yeah, this one st- always stands out. Yeah, it definitely... That's probably why I had such like spooky vibes for this song, because it mm-hmm. probably is in a, a horror movie that I've seen. That's That's cool. Yeah, I'm almost positive it is. Now I'm going to look it up after the show. Um, (laughs) Benji uh, says Alchemy by Above and Beyond. Uh, We actually have a twofer with Benji. Um, I got his email pulled up. You want me to read it? Yes, please. Uh, Ben says, song of the show. Look at you boys, chucking right along, even after 100 episodes. Had a blast talking Empire with you. Yeah, we kind of... I don't think we've talked about the fact that we just like we've kind of recorded a little early just to get ahead for the holidays. So we are like two weeks ahead right now, which feels pretty good. Um, yeah. Irregardless, I'm on the way. Ben says I'm on the way to see Amon Amarth with our oldest brother and can't wait. But my song of the show is as anti-metal as it gets. Alchemy by Above and Beyond is an amazing song by an amazing group. Deal with it. As a bonus, <laughs> as a bonus, Jason will submit a Monomarth since I'm sitting next to him, tattered flags and bloody banners off one of his favorite albums, Twilight of the Thunder God. If that's not a cool <laughs> sentence, I don't know what is. It was fun to read it. I won't lie to yeah. you. Yeah, uh, it's fucking awesome. Rock on, Benji from Georgia. Whoa, change of scenery. Yeah, change of scenery. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about his Ben's pick first, uh, Alchemy by Above and Beyond. I really like it. I love Above and Beyond. I've seen them and I've seen them live. They're really fucking good live. Um, 
yeah, they're really good. I enjoy it. I'm sure you hated it, but uh, yeah, it's good. Everything in small doses, man. I I didn't hate it for the what is it three four minutes that's on. It's between three and four minutes, so it's yeah. not hateful. I you know, it's been a few weeks since we listened to his album, so I'm I'm back on being able to tolerate it for three or four minutes at a time. Yeah, because you've been pissing me off the last few weeks with your anti EDM stances. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt it felt targeted it felt mean well <laughs> it just felt it just felt like you were over it which is fine i get it um i'll be i'm sure i'll be that way about emo by the end of january so yeah <laughs> so we'll see we'll um, see yeah your your brother jason submitted a song on the show why is that his first time submitting one uh i think he's done it one other time before but yeah it's one it's certainly one of the first if not the first yeah that's awesome ben probably just was like pick a song I don't. Yeah. I don't think he probably put a lot of effort into his his pick, but I I really like him on the Marth, so I thought it was a cool pick. Yeah, I mean, tattered banners and bloody flags is just a great fucking barnstormer of a song. Just like in I'm on Marth's entire catalog, they're Viking metal. They have like their pit fucking do Viking rows in the middle of a show. Like they sit down and actually they'll say row. The band will say row, and all the whole the whole fucking mosh pit will do a, like a Viking row. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's metal for people in their thirties and forties with bad backs. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's metal to its core, buddy. That's exactly why I love metal because it makes just, it's just so like, it's a group of weirdos that all are just very weird together and love the same shit. They're like, this is dorky as fuck, but it looks cool as shit. So, and we're not ashamed of it because we're amongst friends here. Yeah. And uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, so Mason's song of the show is So Good at Being in Trouble by Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and I love it. I, I, the first thing, as soon as I turned it on, I hopped right back in the Discord, and I said, fuck you for being much cooler than me. Again, Mason, <laughs> because all his shit is, he's, he's, he's this big, he's our indie boy, Yeah, and that's exactly what this is. It's kind of like indie tronic He might be dethroning Alec, just throwing out artists that were like, who the hell is this? Yeah. Um, I thought he said something about his song. Maybe not. He just said it's like his his current oh his latest obsession. obsession. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So let's go to Louis. Louis says "Less Than" by Nine Inch Nails. He says yes. Nine Inch Nails always kills it. My first time hearing this song was seeing them live last weekend, and it was amazing. Truly one of the greatest live acts. Whether they are headlining or just playing for 45 minutes, Cleveland music at its finest. Yeah, I love Nine Inch Nails. I've never seen them live. I've heard, always heard that, though, that their live shows are just like beyond pretty much everyone else. So I'd love to go see them live. And this song is good. Yeah, Again, this is one of those songs I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> there, there is other good music out there. Like, I uh, get it. Yeah, I, I lump them together with like butt rock. And I, I think that's super unfair. Just You're like, not even close to butt rock. I know. I don't know why I do that. I, I have in my mind certain bands sound like certain things, and they sound nothing like that. But the name Nine Inch Nails, for whatever reason, was like three doors down, Nine Inch Nails. Like yeah. you know, three ad- <laughs> yeah, th- three adjectives, and I I know what you're about. Um, right. But yeah, that's that's something I'm working on. Good. Because <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is not butt rock. Not even close. We all have our our, uh, our blind spots with music. And, you know, I'm working <laughs> through all mine. Yeah, so am I. So it's okay. It's, it's uh, our therapy. Yes, 100%. Uh, so, yeah. Lastly, but not leastly, is Sammy. Uh, took a few weeks off from doing Song of the Show. Uh, but, yeah. Meant to Be by City and Color. I knew nothing about this band. You seemed pretty excited about it when she posted it. Uh, but this is, this is a beautiful song. It's... Uh, slow it's beautifully song sung uh beautifully written um yeah just a really nice easy listener about something i assume is pretty sad yeah i i didn't dive into the lyrics but yeah they (laughs) uh the lead singer used to be in an emo band called alexis on fire alex is on Mm -hmm. fire however you want to say it um but huge emo band back in the day and he kind of transitioned into this like cool americana indie super great music and he doesn't put out a whole lot of music so when he does it's always like oh shit there's new and it's he waits years on end to put it out 
and uh, I've seen him live once, and it was a really cool show. So, um, yeah, great pick. Would it be yeah. on top of the release radar, Sammy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to check out our merch, we have merch at offthebeatencleft.com. Uh, we got some metal shit. If you're feeling metally, if you've been listening to Regulate this week and you're like, I want to feel like I want to fight the power and I want to listen to this underground podcast and buy their merch, go to offthebeatencleft.com. Uh, <laughs> that was the most advertising I've ever been, I think. For, that, was, that was well done. Thank you. Um, our Instagram is at offthebeatencleft. Our Twitter is at offcleft. Uh, and we love emails. Emails at uh, offthebeatencleft at gmail.com. If you want to join our Discord, we have a link in here, and we would love to have you. If you join, we've got discount codes. We'll send you stickers. If you submit song on the shows, we'll send you stickers. Really, we just want to get rid of these fucking stickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave, I gave a little stack to Ben. I was like, hey, bring these home to your roommates. I know they some of them listen sometimes. So, Yeah. And it's it's mostly just all in good fun, spreading stickers yeah. like we're our own little street team. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of next week, do you know what album you're picking? Uh, between a couple. It's either Adrenaline by Deftones or maybe the Roots album by Sepultura, but that album's very, very long. We're going to do it at some point. Um, I may not just, I just might not be in the mood for it right now. So it'll probably be Adrenaline by the Def, by Deftones. Cool. So, yeah, it's their, it's their first major release and it's fucking so good. Like, I, I always forget how much I like it. I always said it was my favorite Deftones album. Uh, and listening to it for the deep dive I'm doing for myself, I was like, yeah, this, this album fucking rocks. It's so fucking hard and so heavy. So yeah, I'm excited to listen to it. Yep. So there you have it. Um, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Bye.